Welcome to the Amy Williams Show. I am your host, Amy Williams, and this is season two. I'm so excited. And here I'm all about motivating and encouraging strong Christian businesswomen. I want you to know that whatever you may be facing in your life, you're not alone. Successes and failures are shared here, and not just by me, but by incredible guest speakers as well. So glad you found this podcast. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Amy Williams Show. I'm your host, Amy Williams, and today's featured guest is Beatrice Garrett. She is an inspirational speaker and author of the ebook, The Overcomer in You, and she is driven to impact lives. When divine disruption of unemployment interrupted her life, she accepted God's invitation to go on a journey and discover her higher purpose to inspire and encourage people with God's word in their season of transition. Beatrice, hi, how are you? Hi, Amy, how are you? I'm good. I'm excited for this conversation today. So am I. Thank you. You've got a good message to share. So that's always a win. (laughs) Yes, thank you for inviting me on your show. Yes, yes. All right, so before we get too far, um, I think people need to know we met via Instagram, I believe, right? Yes. I love it. So why don't you share a little bit just about like your background and how this whole journey of becoming an author, inspirational speaker kind of started for you? Okay, well, first of all, I'll just uh, say hi to your listeners. Uh, I did not even envision being an inspirational speaker, being an author, even thinking of the possibility that there were books within me. Uh, I went to law school. And I also uh, did an extra year to, uh, to also get my M- master in business administration. And so I came um, back home to Wisconsin, uh, where I, uh, I live. I went to law school and um, completed my MBA in Cleveland, Ohio. And I uh, passed the bar exam, started looking for employment. And, and while looking for employment, I started to volunteer at uh, Legal Aid, one of the, the largest nonprofit law firms. And that we represented the poor, the marginalized, and children. And so this opportunity was presented for me to work at Legal Aid. I accepted it uh, since the, uh, there are other opportunities that were not flowing in right away and I needed to get a job and pass the bar. So, you know, I need money to come in. Mm-hmm. And so I started working uh, for Legal Aid. First, I started um, in the Guardian Latims Division where uh, I represented children, in guardianship cases, children needed protection and services, and in adoptions. And I was there for maybe four years. And then uh, the executive director of legal aid asked me to, uh, to transition into the civil division. He knew I had an interest in and transactional work, business work. I, I, my dream was to be a business attorney doing transactional work. And so he thought, well, maybe that would be an opportunity for me to one, gain some experience in transactional work. And he also knew that uh, I also had this desire to pursue uh, a business attorney position. So that was really, uh, I was really great, uh, grateful for the opportunity that someone did not knew I was looking for a job, but he didn't. He he did not expect attorneys or anyone at the at the firm to just be there for their entire careers. So I was there. I um, 
did some work um, and you know, uh, working on foreclosures and, uh, excuse me, foreclosures and mediations represented homeowners. And there was an initiative that the, the law firm and a couple of partners in the city, city of Milwaukee, uh, where I live, and a mediation program. So we're trying to win the, the foreclosure were really um, in 2008, I believe it was, where there was foreclosures were just really mm -hmm. rampant. And so we started the, we engaged in this partnership and I started uh, representing these homeowners. And um, there was some talk during the course of the program, the initiative that funding may not be available. And, and I was not worried at that time. Uh, I was just, um, and I did my thing. And then one day uh, the executive director uh, called me in and this is the abbreviated version of my story. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the executive di director called me in to the chief attorney's staff, chief staff attorney's office, uh, my supervisor. And he told me they wanted to talk to me. So on my way to her office, you just could imagine like these thoughts are going through my mind. Well, what could I possibly done? You know, I'm the type of person that I do my work and, you know, I just don't get involved in all that, the, the unnecessary stuff. Mm -hmm. and so I'm like, well, what could I possibly done? And uh, so I went in and they told me that there wasn't any grant funding. Now, prior to uh, th this meeting, I had you know, been uh, looking for employment. There were a couple of colleagues and I, we were having count accountability meetings. We were all looking for a new opportunity opportunities. And at that moment, when I was told that there were grant funding supporting my position was no longer available, I was really angry with God because I did not have an opportunity made available to me. I didn't have any interviews set up and I had been looking and I was so mad with God. Why didn't you, you know, why wasn't he opening the door for me to leave? And so he made, let me leave at the time that he wanted me to leave. I had no clue uh, what I was going to do. I mean, as far as I, you know, I knew what type of jobs that I was going to, to apply for, uh, but you know, legal jobs, but nothing came through. And so, no, you know, nothing significant. Did a lot of networking, went to Chicago, just two hours away from Milwaukee to network and nothing significant happened. And I had one interview with the foundation and it was very promising. They like me, I like them. And as soon as my hopes were, were high, I received a, an email from the, the human resources assistant, and she told me that the, the foundation hired a, a firm to help them with their strategic planning, and they were told to put a freeze on hold, uh, excuse me, on hold. And so my heart just sank, and I continued to look for opportunities, and nothing came through. And so I called back two months later after I received the email from the foundation and I was told nothing had changed. And so I just raised my hands up to God and I, and I said, you win. I was like, you have your, have your will, not my will be done. And that, that was the point where I surrendered to the process and allowed God to just lead me. I accepted that invitation. At first it was very, I was trying to force my way. I was trying to do it my way. I wanted to mm -hmm. pursue my plans. I wanted to get a return on my investment. And, <laughs> and so, and I'll so, <laughs> so, so God told me like, you know, it's going to be my way and not your way. Mm -hmm. And 
So when I surrendered to the process, I still did not know. So I had to get up every day. I had to be still. And one moment I started crying to God. I was so, I was so just distraught because I didn't know what he was doing. Everything I tried did not work. And I remember this so distinctly. God said to me, I am not moved by your tears. I am moved by my word. And mm -hmm. so that was the moment that I started to, I had a standing appointment with God to just spend time in his word, an hour in the morning and an hour in the evening. So I needed to learn how to hear his voice in a deeper way than I have ever had heard in my, in my life because my life and my career depended on it. And when I did that and started to just really just, just I was just in a, in a, in a season of seeking and he revealed uh, the plan. I, I was in complete silence, uh, literally. I had no TV, uh, minimal phone contact, uh, in the car, no radio, until I heard the whisper, travel around the world and inspire people in my name. And so that was, mm. it was hard. It was, it, it was, it took work. It took effort, you know, bumping mm. my head and, um, and, and, and I also start in part of the journey, uh, I have to mention this is that uh, I, I learned about a prayer ministry and I was so, it just, it was just so heavy on my heart to bring it here uh, to my, my city. And I did that and the enemy wanted to, to, wanted to convince me, well, you know, you're looking for a job, you don't have time. And God told me, if you, if you bring this ministry here, I will lead you to my next opportunity. And, and so that was also part of the journey and just being obedient to bring that prayer ministry because that prayer ministry just led me on this path uh, as to, like, as, as I mentioned, like the, the being it's still just finding out, listening for the, the, the instruction. And I heard that instruction to be an inspirational speaker. And then he downloaded, you know, the, the chapter, uh, the, the, all the chapters of my book, a book that will be published, um, which the title is um, When God Pushed the Pause Button on My Life. And it goes into this journey of how I found my, my purpose and finding myself here as an inspirational speaker. I have goosebumps everywhere when you're talking. Like I'm, I'm over here just taking notes, you know. I'm like, oh, like you have to say all these great like little quotes and things. I'm just, I, I feel like what, what happened to you, um, and in a similar way, kind of happened with me too. Is starting my podcast because it was like that that wrestling moment with God where you're like, is that what you really want me to do? Because that's scary. Uh, are you sure? And then you know you work through the self doubt and the, the all the things, and you're like, oh, okay, this is this is what you wanted for me. Okay, now I get it. And you kind of get going. You're like, okay, God, now I see what you're doing. But you still have, like you said, it was work. Um, you still have to go through those things. So now you do have the, the ebook mm -hmm. overcomer in you, and mm -hmm. you're working on another book, which is the, when God pushed the pause button on my life. Tell me more, a little bit more about the, the ebook. Uh, the ebook, the overcomer in you, uh, I talk about that we, God has created us all to be an overcomer. And within all of us are characteristics and attributes of an overcomer. But sometimes our fears, our doubts, our past failures, our negative attitude, our negative thinking, it gets in the way of us 
tapping into the overcomer in us. And so instead of looking down at the problem, we look up at the problem. We don't have that view. We, we're not looking, we don't have the, the perspective that God has that, yeah, you can, mm -hmm. you can conquer this, you can overcome this. And so in the, in the book, I, I, I share uh, tips and strategies uh, uh, about uh, that we all that we can use first of all to being an overcomer like the first the first uh, the first strategy is not from me but it's from God knowing who we are in Christ and when mm -hmm. we know who we are in Christ then we can be an, we are we can be not only an overcomer but we can live a victorious life and we, and we know as he tells us in John 16 33 that we're going to have Jesus tells us that we're going to have so problems in this world but that we should cheer up you know he tells us to take heart meaning to be courageous and brave because mm -hmm. he has overcome the world and we, we don't overcome by ourselves we overcome through Christ and by knowing his word knowing his promises and then when we can settle into that word when we can get rooted into that word then we're able to take on the challenge it doesn't become so insurmountable we don't feel overwhelmed and there's one quote that I talk about uh, I mentioned in the book uh, it's a it's an African proverb and the author is unknown but the uh, and I love this this quote it, and it goes like this it, it says when there's no enemy within the enemy outside of us can do us no harm hmm. and so when we have when we are confident within our faith when we're confident in our skills and our abilities then we don't have to know all the answers. We just need to be able to show up. If we get still, I talk about being still, then God downloads the instructions, the guidance. And I talk about how important it is to be flexible. You know, the Bible tells mm -hmm. us that we can't take old wine and pour into new wine skin. So in sometimes what the problems, the way we saw problems in the past, the new issues that present themselves to us require different thinking, require us to maybe develop new habits and patterns. So, you know, it just gives us a lot of strategies. I, I talk about 10 strategies that can help us to overcome those mountains in, in our lives. I want to go way back when you just started talking, you said, sometimes we have that fear. Sometimes I think that's like all the time. Like, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think it's a, sometimes it's, um, it's not a matter of if it's a matter of when, you know, like stuff's going to happen. Like you, you've mentioned, you know, um, I was crying or I had this, or I struggled or I, I was wrestling with God. I don't think it's a matter of if you're going to ask God, why you I don't think it's a matter of if you're going to wonder, like, I think it's just, it's going to happen. There's going to be a point. If you haven't already wrestled with God, you will, you know, mm -hmm. I, I think that's, um, I think back to different times in my life where I'm like, I remember being so angry and just so confused and frustrated. And I, I'm going to get your book because I shared <laughs> all this. I need to read that. Um, I, I, what I really want to know is um, how long of a process was it from when you got the news of, Hey, we don't have funding for your position to that whole process of, you know, trying to figure it out to saying, okay, now I am an inspirational speaker and an author. Oh, that took, probably took the good part of the summer. So that, that was like three or four months uh, okay. and of just laboring. And, and what, what, what got in my way, I got in my own way mm -hmm. because 
I was so, as I mentioned, I was so determined, you know, I, I put time in, I sacrificed and God, you're telling me that this time and energy I put in, you know, going to law school, studying for the bar exam, which is not fun at all. And you're just going to say, uh, no, I have other plans for you. Mm-hmm. And, but he allowed me when I was at uh, legal aid to do some very good work, uh, to, to help the clients, to inspire the clients. And so I was, I'm, I, he prepared me in, you know, when I, where I worked at legal aid, I was in court just about every day. So, um, you know, just the, the public speaking, advocating on behalf of my clients, being able to respond to opposing counsel's arguments. And that's an invaluable skill to be able to, to respond on your feet right away. You don't, you know, you don't have all data, you know, think about it, <laughs> you know, you have, you have to just be able to respond and respond in, in a, a, you know, a, a, a very calm and assertive way. And so those, what God has equipped me for everything. And then, you know, part of a, you know, being a lawyer, you write a lot. So, you know, our, our writing is our craft. So, you know, he, he, he did set me up for this, but I never imagined that I would be an inspirational speaker just because my vision was just focused on, you know, being a lawyer, being, you know, transactional, just advising clients. And I really did enjoy advising my clients, just kind of going out um, the extra mile sometimes when I needed to, uh, just because I knew that, you know, I foresaw, I could foresee my clients potentially having problems and I wanted to try to help them to avoid those as best as I I, I possibly could. So, you know, he he prepared me for everything that I'm doing, but that laboring process, it, it was just getting up every day when my world was in chaos, my world was just turbulent, not understanding God's, his, his plan. And sometimes when God is, he is moving in our lives, he's disrupting us. He's, you know, it's like, it's a tap on the shoulder to get our attention. And there's some, uh, sometimes it's the catalyst for those underlying issues in our lives that we need to address, that maybe we made an attempt to address it. And then we didn't fully immerse ourselves into it to, to get over on the other side of it. And so those issues reoccur in our lives. And, and it's just when we allow ourselves to say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you to lead me through you. You said that you are, you are for me and not against me. You have good mm-hmm. plans for me. You said that you would prosper me. You didn't say that you were going to leave me. You, if it gets hard, you're not going to mm-hmm. leave me in the middle of this storm or in the middle of this, this valley, but he'll walk us through if we're going to be obedient to his plan, because God's plan for us Mm-hmm. Is so much grander than our own plans. We could never imagine or envision the plans that God has for us. And so if we just allow ourselves to just trust him, he knows what's best. It's not faith if we know the outcome. And so there's a little bit of trust that we have to invest in God and give it to him and knowing that he has never, he, when we think about it, if we go back over the, our history, we can, we can, we can really, we have a history to let us know that God has never let us down. He may not have it came exactly at that moment. But he always showed up. He like I like to say, he always slides into home base right on time, you know. And so, and so, analogy. Yeah, so he does. He just comes in, and then you know we have this big exhale, and like you know, Lord, you know, you almost just drop me in. And but he doesn't. He yeah. just doesn't. 
Oh. And if you, huh? I said, oh, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, 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 I'm enjoying it. I don't even have anything to say. Just keep on going. You know what I want to say? Love it. Sometimes when God gets us at the edge, two, two things could possibly happen to us. He can come and catch us or he'll tip us over so we'll learn how to fly. But mm-hmm. he'll always undergird us. He won't let us tip over without being, he's the wing underneath us. Mm-hmm. And so when he pushes us, we, he just wants us to learn how to fly. And that's what he wanted me to do. He wanted me to learn how to fly. He wanted me to learn how to trust him, to obey mm-hmm. his word, to stand on his promises. Because when mm-hmm. he, and, and listen to the Holy Spirit, when you can, can really allow yourself to let go to God in prayer and you can soar above your issues. I tell you, there is no greater feeling because you are in the space that I know that my God has my back. He won't let me down. He won't fail me. But there is just this test that I have to be strong enough. I have to be big enough and I have to be, you know, if I'm going to believe in this God then I need to rely on him. I need to trust in his word because why should I believe him? Why should I go to church? Why should I pray? Why should I worship? If Mm -hmm. I am not going to allow myself to rest in him and that comes with effort, that doesn't come overnight. That comes with, with, with the God, I'm with you. And if I'm going to be with you, I'm going to give you my all. I'm going to give you my best. And it, it is scary. It is at times I, I told God, this is not cute. This is just not cute. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, I could not see anything. But, I, I, you know, I, so we have to resolve it within ourselves that we're not going to give up, first of all. That, mm-hmm. you know, giving up is never an option. No, and, it's not. And so we just have to work through it. We just have to be tough enough to go through it and grow through it. Mm. Go through it and grow through it. Yeah, I'm telling you, I have so many little notes, just little things that you keep saying. I'm like, ooh, that's a good one. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I want to, I want to go back to um, a season of seeking. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like there's there's been episodes I've done in the past where like just different, like you know how you go through different seasons, whether it's in a relationship or um, friendships or whatever. Like there's you know there's seasons. There's the the sowing season and there's the reaping season. There's a, uh-huh. I don't think I've ever heard anyone talk about a season of seeking. And I just want to get more of your um, input on that. And then I do have a couple questions for you. Okay. 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 Well, when you are seeking God, uh, for me, it was, it was a desperate need of seeking. And, and so that's why I, and getting still, when God tells us to be still, Psalm 46 tells us to be still and know, and know that he is God. I say, I, I, I have a, I wrote a little quote that says, be still and let God be God. And mm-hmm. in, in doing that, that seeking process means that we have to push aside what we're going through. Because if we put if we don't push it aside, we're going to be distracted. We're going to look at how everything is going is going wrong, is going south, and we don't see anything turning around for us. And that's where we can get distracted and lose sight of God. 
God said he would make a way. I, he, he will make an, a way out of escape, whatever we're going through, through the wilderness. And that's the trusting in that word that God will make a way. He is the way maker. And so we first we have to put out our doubt. And that's a daily battle. That's a daily struggle to put our, uh, to put our fears aside. And, and so it, it got to a moment. Well, I, I, there was a, there was a talk that I did to myself. I was like, I, I, I coached myself. I was like, Beatrice, if you're going to trust God, you're going to trust him. If you're not, you're not. So you need to make up your mind that everything is going wrong. I mean, and, and in that speaking, I mentioned I started a prayer ministry. So can you imagine God telling me to pray for other people? And I had all this disruption in my world, all this turbulence in my world. So I had, God was testing me. So I had to get up every, well, I made a choice to. Uh, I got up every Monday morning when we were down at the courthouse praying for praying for people to act as though I had a million dollars in my bank account. Because if I acted like I didn't have anything in my bank account, then that's how I was going to show up. I was going to show up broken down and probably, mm -hmm. you know, share my story with people when they were not there for that. Mm -hmm. I had to be tough in the spirit. I had to be, a, I had to be a warrior in the spirit. And so I put that aside and I showed up and I prayed for people. Like, like there was nothing going on in my world. And when I prayed for one woman, her, her, her sister was diagnosed with, with cancer. And after I prayed with her, she said, now I have hope. And that just mm -hmm. let me know how much that when you, when we just trust God, we can just let push aside what we're going through for that moment. Because if we're taking care of his business, he'll take care of our business. We just have to trust that he will do mm -hmm. it. Now we can't get lazy about it. We can't just say, well, God is just going to do it for me. We have to partner with him. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have to partner with him with our belief. We have to partner him with our trust, with our faith and, and standing on his word, using his word. He tells us that, you know, that the armor up, I, I believe it's in Ephesians uh, 3, uh, 20, where he tells us that we hold up our shield of faith. And if we knew the outcome, if we know what's on the other side of our storms and our problems, one, we wouldn't need God. If we're on mm. the mountaintop, why would we need God on the mountaintop? Mm -hmm. Because we think that we, every, everything is going well. We may have a little, you know, little hiccups here and there, but we can take care of it by ourselves. Uh, but so there's really no need to seek God. But when you are in the point where God is what all you have, he was all that I had. He was my counselor. He, he was my psychologist. He was my comforter. He was my joy. He was my praise. I mean, that song that says he was my everything. God was my everything. He is my everything. Because without him, I could have lost my mind. I mean, literally, because I didn't have a job lined up. And so it was truly... It was truly a journey of faith and of trust. Mm, and, and, and when God allows these things in our lives, he knows that we can take it. He doesn't put anything that's on us that, that, that we cannot bear, that we cannot handle. He knows the toughness of me. You know, to be a lawyer, to advocate on behalf of the poor, there has to be a level of fight in you. You know, not, you know, not to the point that you're so overly aggressive, but, you know, to be in a calm demeanor. But there's a fight in me. You know, when you're uh, representing an advocate for children, that brings out the mama bear in you, you know? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, you want to protect them. And, and so 
He knew what he was doing when he put all of this on me. He knew that I don't have a spirit of giving up. He knew that I was going to, I was going to go with God to the end. I wasn't because I don't believe in quitting. That's never an option. That's never a consideration. And so he knew that I would follow him to the end. He knew I would hang in there. And so when God knows who you are, he's not going to give you anything. He knows you and what you don't have, he will help you find out what you have within because we all have these intangible treasures of courage, of resilience, of creativity, but we don't find out about it until we have to go through something where we have to tap into that treasure that's within. God has endowed us all with these treasures. But we just have to trust them enough, stop the crying, stop the complaining, stop the whining, and we're gonna have an emotional response. So I'm, please don't misunderstand what I'm saying. There's a, there's a, we have to grieve, we have to let it out, but we don't wanna, call, we don't wanna invite people to the pity party because if we invite the people to the pity party, then they're gonna start inviting more friends and they're gonna tell you what you should do and you're gonna get far away from God's plan because you listen to everybody else's advice but mm -hmm. God. And that's why it's so important when you're seeking him, that you, you seek him with your heart and not with everybody else's opinion about what you should do. He has the book. Yeah. He, has the play, he has the playbook. He knows when the delays are going to happen. He knows when he's going to push, <laughs> you know, the stop and the start. He, who he's going to bring in to, you know, that will bring you lessons um, and people who will bring you pain. He knows all of that. So we just have to trust that his plan for us is a good plan. We just have to live it out in faith. Mm. We just have to live it out. I feel like I could listen to you all day. <laughs> and then some. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, I, I, I'll show you. I'll take a picture and show you my notes when we're done. But I've just... <laughs> um, okay. So here's, here's the question I have for you. For... Okay you know, because we just went through, um, and I think we're still kind of in that space, uh, of the great resignation. People are quitting their jobs left and right. Um, right. some people obviously are losing their jobs. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we don't need to go there, but mandates are changing things or whatever. Right. So mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, whatever the reason, um, I feel like there's a ton of people in this space of the unknown or change or whatever that is. Right. Um, mm -hmm. so what would be your advice to that giant group of people that are going now what, like, just like you did now what, well, first of all, the first, the first thing that we have, that I had to do, and I would also, um, suggest as well, uh, to your listeners who are going through that season of, this, uh, the, uh, embracing disruption, the, the unknown, uh, the uncertainty is we have to accept. We have to accept what's happening in our lives. And then once we accept it, we, we, can, we can either surrender to it or we can be in denial. We can resist it. We can decide that we'll ignore it and not really deal with it. But, you know, if someone has, you know, um, they've lost their job or, you know, they're starting a business, they kind of, you really don't, you, you really don't have any other options but to, to accept it and, and, and deal with the uncertainty. But once you surrender to it, 
Surrender, surrendering, you're surrendering to the process. You're surrendering to the journey of getting you on the other side of the uncertainty and of, of the disruption. So once you accept, uh, accept, then you surrender. And, and sometimes the surrender can take a long time like it did for me. You know, our, our, our doubts, our fears, our ego, we think we know what's best. We think we know how to solve our problems. But if we trust the process, it will, it will take us through in, in, a, in a much, uh, in a much smoother way. We can we we pop, we can go there. We're gonna have a lot of bumps and down, you know, dips and curves. But if we just trust God, it can be smooth sailing. And, mm. and so that's the, that's number one. And number two, we have to believe. We have to believe that we're gonna get through the others on the other side. We have to believe in God. And we also have to believe in ourselves and our abilities and our skills and our talents. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes when God is, we're going through that time of uncertainty, like he d- did with me, sometimes the uncertainty is a blessing in disguise that we don't, we don't understand it until we get on the other side. That mm-hmm. me not having, not having an interview lined up, opportunities lined up, that was the gift that God was giving me at the time that I didn't see to get to my, to find myself on the path of my higher purpose. So sometimes when you, as I did, when you find yourself bumping the wall uh, and God redirecting you, he's telling you when you, that bump, you don't get mad at it. Don't curse God. That is a bump that he's saying, you're not going the right way. I'm trying to redirect you. And, and it's up to us to be in tune. That's why we have to be present in the moment. So when we bump into that wall and God says, no, this is not, this is not it then that means get back on the path, get still, stay in his word, be quiet so you can listen, so he can guide you through. The answer is within. It's just, we got to get the clutter out, the distractions away. And, you know, and then when you, if you have kids, you have a family, but, you know, you have to just ask God. The Bible says, if we have not, because you ask not, we have to ask God for those little small moments, you know, the going to the bathroom may not be your, your place of quiet time, but you know, no, maybe it's not. You, <laughs> I have three kids. Once I think my shadow, I don't have a quiet spot. <laughs> totally off topic, but yes. Hmm. Sometimes, Go back. <laughs> sometimes we just have to ask God, Lord, please show me Show me where these little pockets of moments where I can have to spend with you that is just quiet. And maybe it may be just getting up a little early in the morning or mm-hmm. just staying up a little later at night or when you drop off the kids or, 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 or you know, if you have a, you know, you leave them with, you know, a spouse or relatives that you have that time to, to just think, just to, just to, just to listen and just not do anything, not complain, not, not anything about it, the situation, but just listen. God, I'm here. I'm available. You know, I don't have uh, much time. So I just got to get in position uh, as quick as I can so I can hear you. And then when we start spending that time with God, he begins to hear, he begins to whisper. Now his, the whisper is very faint. So that's why it's important that we are present in the moment, because if we're distracted, we'll miss the answer. And then we'll wonder, well, where are you, God? I've been doing all of this. 
but because we, we, we're so caught up. And, and I know that it's, it's a human to do that. It's the reality of our lives. But if we can just trust God enough, if we can just have enough confidence to say, okay, I'm going to put this down. I'm, gonna just, I'm just going to really practice on not picking this back up right now while I'm trying to hear God. It's going to be a constant battle. But if we can learn to just put that aside for it's just a temporary moment, it's, it's, it's not a life sentence, just a temporary moment to be uncomfortable for the breaking to happen. And when the breaking happens, when you allow God to use the situation and allow him to break you so that whatever he's, he's trying to get out and through you, you are available to it. And then you can endure when you know when you know what God is doing, and then once you believe, and then he starts revealing things, then you're able to endure. You have that resilience because it's your faith that's keeping you moving through all of the, you know, the no's and, and oh, that's, that's, no, that's the wrong way. God's telling, trying to redirect me. So while you're enduring and because you know there's a reason, there's a purpose for what he's doing, that you can, you can uh, endure the, the, the process. And that's what we want to do. We want to endure the process with faith and belief as we're going through, getting through on the other side, that middle space, like I like to call, and, and I wrote it in the book, it's called the gap. And, and the gap is where we've already, the disruption has happened. And then we have that middle space that we have to get through. And that's where the fears and the doubts and the uncertainty all comes that in that space. And if we can just allow ourselves to just, we know it's there, we don't, we don't deny the facts, but we acknowledge who God is. God is faithful, he's able, he's way maker. So he'll take us through the gap. Mm -hmm. We just have to have the faith to believe and trust that he will, that he knows what he's doing. And sometimes there are going to be some pit stops. God knows what he's doing. There may be some lessons that you need to learn. You may need to drop off something at, at, at the pit stop. You may need to drop off that pain. You may need to drop mm -hmm. off that heartache. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, what, I, what I say is like when I was going through, God had to break me so that I could lose myself to refine myself. Mm -hmm. And, and, and when he does that, you know, it's a beautiful thing when you can allow God to use your life, to break you to the point that he loves you so much, that he has chosen you. God, the only God can use our lives to write a beautiful love story. There's no, there's no other, there's nothing in this mm -hmm. life that can write a beautiful love story the way God can. And mm -hmm. that love story is our obedience to him, our trusting him. And then when he does, when we give him the pen, oh, he writes the beauty. He gives us, he gives us the beauty for that ashes. He mm -hmm. will give us beauty for ashes. And so when we just go through it, trusting, what you may see is ashes, God sees the beauty in all of that. Mm -hmm. And you'll come out refined, you come out wiser, you come out stronger, more resilient, more courageous. You come out refined the way he would like us to. Hmm. I and didn't know I was going to church today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know how to like, I, I don't have anything to add. And that's, <laughs> that's rare. <laughs> um, 
but I, I just, I'm just sitting here agreeing with everything you said. Everything you said has just been, it's been amazing. It's been wonderful. Um, I literally could listen to you all day. So, um, so we don't go all day. Why don't we, um, why don't we ask you how we can get more of you? Um, where can we find you and all those things? Oh, okay. So um, I could be found at www. That's three W's. If I said four, three. Um, <laughs> Beat- <laughs> BeatriceGarrett.com. That's B-E-A-T-R-I-C-E. Garrett, G-A-R-R-E-T-T dot com. And there you can also find uh, my uh, social media uh, platforms and uh, I go live. So if you want to join me live, you're, you're, you know, you can also um, just follow, you know, check me out there and you can find out, um, you know, my posts and videos that I post up there. Awesome. And then are you, are you like booking speaking engagements and all of that as well? Oh, yes. Thank you. Um, yes. Yeah, so also, um, if you go to my website, there is a there is a tab uh, for speaking requests. And so if you'd like to invite me to a conference or retreat, a workshop, uh, please just fill out the form and I'd be happy to talk with you. Awesome. Awesome. And then your ebook and all that is there as well, too. So my ebook, um, The Overcomer in You, is there as well. And I'm running a sale on it right now. So uh, so, yes, you can find that there. And um, I also have like, you know, little inspirational bookmarks and everything that are on sale, too, oh, cool. uh, just to keep us inspired and yes. um, faithful to God. Yes. Yes. I love it. Oh, my word. Um Thank you so much for just being obedient and for sharing your story and your faithfulness and just all of your advice and tips and all of the things. It's been a great conversation. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Thank you so much for listening in to The Amy Williams Show. For more about this episode or how you can start your own podcast, go check out theamywilliams.com. If you have a moment, would you please leave a review on iTunes or Stitcher? It's seriously one of the biggest compliments you could give. Also, come find me on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok using the handle at The Amy Williams Show. Can't wait to see you over there. And don't forget, you are not made for a small life. It's time for you to go after it and live out your purpose. See you next week.